初めて君は目覚めてゆく天使の微笑みで連れ出して Hey, hi, hello, welcome back to the Hunter Hunter podcast, the seedy underbelly of the HBO boys. I am one of said boys, Ryan, and we are here to talk today about episode 19 entitled Can't Win and Can't Lose, which is not possible, okay? This is binary. You have to choose one of them winning, losing. I suppose a draw is possible, but in an impending death match, not so much. So pick one. The summary of the episode goes like this. The remaining nine applicants assemble at the site of the final phase of the Hunter exam. Gon faces Hanzo for the final phase of the Hunter exam. <laughs> Say the same thing, but twice. Okay, now that we've gotten past the intro. Oh, very quickly, patreon.com slash HBO Boys, Boys of the Z, for one or more dollar a month. Get a bunch of extra content, this specific Hunter x Hunter podcast, early. And we're doing a lot of stuff these days. James and our buddy Chad are doing a WandaVision cast. I'm doing this. We have the Call to Cthulhu campaign that is ongoing, episode three in the future. I'm writing a murder mystery that's going to be a podcast, and then James has to figure it out. Doesn't that sound fun? A super secret thing that might never happen. And, oh yeah, by the way, on the main channel, Barry, every week we are doing the first and second seasons in preparation for the third. And it's been going really well. James and I are both actually enjoying Barry. Which makes it a very relaxing podcast to listen to, in my humble opinion, rather than like the Raised by Wolves one, which is a bummer to listen to because I'm sad the whole time. Okay, now back to what I was saying previously. Before I get into the episode, after last week, where I spent a, an amount of time complaining about the HBO Max version of Hunter x Hunter having no subtitles for the commercial ins and outs, As the show regularly has. If you watch the show, you know, as it goes to commercial, there will be a character on screen and they'll be like, ha! And there will be words, but in Japanese and in some language that I was previously not understanding what it was. And then they would come back from commercial and the guy would go, and you would know, like, what happened, you know, if there were subtitles. But in the dubbed version on HBO Max, said subtitles did not exist. Thankfully, Patron Jamie Lochner pointed out to me last week that they do have subtitles on those transitions on Netflix where Hunter x Hunter is available, but it is the subtitled Japanese version, which I prefer animes in the subtitled versions. You're allowed to feel how you feel. That is just how I've been watching the, you know, five total animes I've ever watched, usually, other than the ones I started out with, right? Like Dragon Ball. There are no others, just Dragon Ball. And yeah, so I prefer them. But what I actually prefer more is a lack of change. So, however, I discover a show is the way I want to normally finish the show. I can't get 18 episodes in usually and be like, let's change the entirety of it. Let's make the comfortable blanket the escapism of television. And take that feeling that I had, feeling good while watching a show, and then change it completely. That, that's not a new pathway my brain can do without large hurdles coming up. Metaphorical and figurative hurdles. So the same thing. And anyway, so like I, di I didn't watch, as I previously stated, Dragon Ball Z with subtitles, right? 
that was on Cartoon Network or wherever the hell it was. And that's just the way it was. It was in English. They were dubs. Those were the voices that I associate with the show. I don't want to watch an English dubbed version of Unpunch Man. I don't want to watch an English dubbed version of Attack on Titan or Death Note or Bleach or any other animes I haven't watched because that's pretty much all of them. And now that I'm 19 episodes into Hunter Hunter, I'm used to the English dub. But let's just take this episode for subtitles sake and the transfer in and out of commercials so that I can understand what's actually happening in there. I'm going to watch it on Netflix. Okay, the subtitled version and cheat on HBO just to see how it feels. Was it better? Was it better than Netflix, Ryan? It wasn't better. It was just different. Fucking, I'm a great actor. Okay, so I'm going to try one, see if it makes me feel dirty. And while this is a recap and review podcast of a television show, specifically Hunter x Hunter, it will also serve this episode, at least, as a recap and review of the Japanese subtitle version versus the one I'm used to, the dubbed version starring McCree from Overwatch's Mr. Oreo. So, first off, we're here on Netflix now, in Netflix land, and there's a skip intro button, which is positive. I'm not going to skip it, because I want to hear the wild narrator in this version, of course, and see the differences. And immediately, he seems less psyched until he screams at the end of sentences which we all know in the japanese versions is the best part i'm not going to do the actual like how much of this voice can i do without it being racist i'm going to do like the syllables in a mumble and i want you to understand that i'm not trying to be racist but i'm just trying to make a point you know what if i have to say i'm not trying to be racist twice don't do a thing hmm learning the wild narrator at the beginning of the episode lets us know that the applicants have passed the fourth phase and are moving on to the fifth phase in a relatively doldrum tone. He also goes over all the characters' names and faces in case we forgot that they exist. Gone, Kilowatt, Pika Pika, Mr. Oreo, Bedoro, Pockle, Get a Recur, Hanzo, and Hisaka. In this moment, I feel bad for Ponzu just asleep on an island somewhere. They are heading towards the venue for the final phase, which this should be all online, by the way. Doing it in person is irresponsible, is my exact first thought, and is how my brain now works, which is sad. Right off the bat, I love Netero's Japanese voice actor. He's exactly what he should sound like, chill, but also playful, which are similar things, so the word also in there was superfluous. And also, by the way, the kind of the same as the English voice actor, who captures what the Japanese voice actor did brilliantly. The spirit of the character is absolutely there, so that was nice to come into. All the applicants are brought to a swanky hotel owned by the committee. Hold, please. I have to go get more water. I'm going to make you guys wait in real time for me to get the water. Is that fine with you? Okay, bye. It's in, like, the other room. I'll be, like, right back. Is he gone? Wall Riot is gone. I am Grab, the gremlin that lives under his desk at work while he should be definitely working and judging him because he how dare he do a podcast during oh, oh my god he's coming back i will be back in the future as i am now a running character apparently uh, uh yeah bye Woo, gonna be real hydrated thank god i went and got water and nothing at all happened while i was gone Uh, the liberties I take with your time. <laughs> uh, okay. Where the fudge was I? 
Oh, yeah. Netero shows the applicants a bracket, which is weird and will be the fifth phase. Gon's voice sounds exactly the same, by the way, in both languages, which is satisfying. Mr. Oreo sounds even more annoying, which I didn't believe to be possible. He had a, has a higher pitched, gravelly shit voice, and I don't like him. I think I'm biased because of the overall hatred for the character. I'm sure the voice actor is doing a stellar job. And I just hate him. Apparently, the rules of this are you only need to win one bout to become a hunter. If you lose one, you move on to the next round for a chance to succeed once more, meaning that there will be one person who doesn't become a hunter at the end. The bracket is as follows. Hanzo and Gon face each other in the first round. The loser of that faces Pockel. The loser of that faces Kilowatt. The loser of that faces Gatarakur. And on the other side of the bracket, Pika Pika v. Hasaka, round one, uh, audible gulp. And the loser of that faces Bedoro. The loser of that faces Mr. Oreo. And whoever loses that faces the loser from the other side of the bracket. Which is all of this complicated. My guess as I was watching before I saw any results is that at the end of this, the one who doesn't become a hunter is Bedoro, because he's the one with the least amount of screen time. But Mr. Oreo will be a close second, because he's a talentless hack. The bracket is weighted based on how well the participants performed in the fourth phase of the Hunter exam by Netero, who is making the point that Gon and Hanzo perform the best, which is why they get five chances to succeed, while everyone else gets two. Kilowatt's fucking pissed about this. He objects to this measure, and his voice is better in the Japanese version, by the way. sounds He sounds more like a Babbert. He sounds like a child, which I think is important, because... He is a baby assassin, and I think the more childish he sounds and the dichotomy between his sound and his actions just makes him more of an interesting character. What was the gremlin's name, by the way? I'm going to really have to listen to this back. I think I just made a noise for his name. You know, the gremlin who I don't know exists in the canon of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, Kilowatt's mad. He asks how they were all scored in Netero. That goofball shouts no at him in a fun and wacky way like he's definitely not going to tell him. But then Netero does tell them how the scoring works but refuses to tell them how they were specifically scored. Scoring is made up of three categories for him. Physical strength, mental acuity, and lastly, overall impression. The impression that I get, I assume. While Netero breaks down what all of these mean, we see a montage of the exam so far, and at the end he says overall impression is definitely the most impactful aspect, and you're ranked higher if Netero thinks you have a higher hunter ceiling. So once you become a hunter, the amount of success you will have, which immediately pisses Kilowatt off even more as he takes offense to this and internally struggles with having less potential than his friend gone, according to the committee. Which, this is cool. This is cool because Gon and Kilowatt have not had a external struggle placed upon them yet. And they are children. And while they are very talented children in their own regards, an external struggle will at some point rip them apart. And I like that it seems like said external struggle is going to be a ramp up. It's going to be many small struggles that are piled on top of each other and not just one large one. You know, like in a YA novel or a CW show, two characters who are young or, you know, just immature and old. You can be immature at any age and 
to define immature, just like bad at being next to people and talking to them. One thing happens and they're just like, now our 20,000 year friendship is over. We like the same girl for one second. And now you and me, we're fucking done. That's so cheap. It's just a bad story to tell. And this, I like more if they keep going with how it seems like it's going to be, which again is a struggle told over time. Yeah. Netero then further explains that weapons are allowed, and if your opponent gives up, you win. But if you kill your opponent, you, yourself, are disqualified immediately, which is going to be tough for Kilowatt, Hasaka, and Gitter Kerr, I imagine. And if that happens, everyone else passes automatically. So if I was somebody in this exam, I would be hoping for somebody else's death, right? I'd be like, as long as somebody dies before me, I'm a hunter, big bang boom. First up is Gon versus Hanzo. And I was like psyched when this happened. I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm glad that Gon and Hanzo was happening in this episode and we don't have to wait. I'm glad that this wasn't an episode describing what was going to happen. And then they were going to be like, next time. And Gon and Hanzo's fate. Then, no, it is happening now and we're all psyched about it. They walk up to each other with a brass overture playing behind them, breaking down into the drum solo that accompanies many a Hunter Hunter scene. Masta or Masta. Pasta or Master, I'm not sure which one, is the name of the ref. He introduces himself, and Hanzo recognizes him as the dude that was following him for most of the fourth phase. Each examiner was apparently assigned to follow our participant in the fourth phase, and Hanzo is good at this shit, so he knew that. He picked it up. Gon thinks he didn't notice it. Kilowatt definitely says he noticed it. Pika and Oreo didn't. And Hanzo throws some interrogatories at Master about the rules here. Your opponent must give up and can't be knocked out because that would preclude the verbally giving up and they can't be dead and there is no time limit. Boom, good luck. The bout then begins. We zoom in on the main characters as they say to themselves, they hope Gon wins minus Kilowatt who says nothing, most likely because he's now a butthurt little baby. Hanzo immediately slaps the shit out of Gon while Kilowatt says to himself, I would have dodged that easy. I'm much better at this. <laughs> Hanzo shakes Gon like a goddamn baby who is asking for it and puts his knee against Gon's back in a submission hold while telling him to give up now. Gon will never give up, even though from the start it's very obvious that he is not at the same power level as Hanzo is, but his determination is... respectable? Dumb? Both? This is Gon's hubris. His pride. I feel like this is a precursor to an eventual downfall. Not knowing when a moment is too large for him and never giving up. And this might be the moment. Obviously, it's not. There are a lot more episodes of this and Gone is the main character. Although I do know, sadly, because I'm a fan wiki warrior, that Gone will not always be the main character of this show. But I feel like it's a little too early right now for him to just disappear and be murdered. But anyway, this moment is too large for him. And he's underestimating his circumstance and he doesn't care but he will still not give up. Hanzo continues to kick the shit out of Gon, while the sideline says both out loud and to themselves for him to surrender. I assume what's upcoming is like a Hulk Hogan-type comeback, where he gets up, he puts his hand to his ear, and he's like, oh, the crowd, they're giving me strength! But I've been wrong before. Minchi on the sideline then mentions to Bahura that this system of a tournament is nuts. No one who has come this far will give up, and this kid is in extreme danger, because of said not giving up. And then, ooh, the first transition I can read happens. So, play by play. Mr. Oreo is on screen, and the subtitle says, Hunter Glossary. And then it spells out a name in a language that I assume is the Hunter Hunter language. They have their own language? That's fun. 
and apparently that name was Hanzo after Mr. Oreo gives a thumbs up. Wink. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so it's a translation from one language that's made up to another. Okay. I don't need this. <laughs> as much as I wanted to understand what was happening, I felt like I was being left out. After seeing it once, I'm cool. Anyway, we come back from commercial and Gon is still getting the piss kicked out of him. And it's been like three hours and his whole body is one bloody stump. Mr. Oreo then threatens Hanzo like he could ever fight him and win. And the refs tell him that if he interferes, Gon will be disqualified. So does that mean everyone else will become a hunter if you interfere with this fight? Like you interfere with the fight, the person fighting is disqualified, and you become a hunter? Good deal. Go do that. Gon then stands up and tells Mr. Oreo to chill out, and he's in no pain whatsoever at all, and he's shaking uncontrollably, which is contradictory to the words he said. Hanzo then kicks him down once more and threatens to break Gon's arm if he doesn't surrender. Very Talladega Nights this moment. And boy, is this going to get gruesome. So he then breaks his arm, <laughs> and the sideline of Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo are enraged. Mr. Oreo tells Pika not to stop him. If one more thing bad happens to Gon, like his other arm is broken, he's going to attack. And then it cuts to Pika Pika, and his eyes are scarlet red. So Mr. Oreo can shove it. He ain't nothing. If Pika is going to be mad at the second arm being broken then he might kill everyone in a rage mr oreo can sit his talentless hack ass down hanzo then goes into his backstory which i care zero about he's a descendant of ninjas and does a handstand for seemingly no reason other than to prove the point that he is a ninja which no one asked for and he says that he's already killed children which doesn't impress kilowatt because i'm sure he's the king of child murder but also like why you be killing kids dog for funsies neat while Hanzo tells his life story, Gon gets up and kicks him in the face, which is very satisfying because stop your expository bullshit. And even with his dangling arm, he gets back into it. Again, his pride and perhaps an error on his judgment, but we are still as an audience glad that Hanzo get drop kicked in the dome. And then Gon falls once more and he gets like a crybaby sound for like one second. like, ah! <laughs> and, and then it's like totally fine. He's like, oh, that hurt. I'm fine. His vibe is like, I am back in this fight. You talk too much and fuck my arm hurts. Hanzo then says he let Gon kick him on purpose there. <laughs> okay. And blood is oozing out of his broken nose as Mr. Oreo from the sideline yells, liar. Now, earlier, I said Japanese voiceover Mr. Oreo was worse. I got all up in it and I said he was Worse than Matt Mercer, the American voice of Mr. Oreo. But this moment proved that I was in fact wrong. The comedic timing and the tone at which he yelled liar was hilarious. In fact, long term, I bet I would like the Japanese Mr. Oreo more and more. Perhaps even more than Matt Mercer. But don't worry about it. There's another tick for continuing to listen to the dubbed version. I can't let that happen, though. Change is, is far too disturbing to me. So Hanzo ain't fucking around anymore, and he removes a sword from his wrist and says he's going to cut off Gon's legs. <laughs> All right. Well, we ain't fucking around no more. I'm going to keep your legs in a... Like, I'll make a necklace out of them. We then get a wide shot of the whole room, and holy shit. Bahura is, like, maybe 12 feet tall, and it's unreal how tall Bahura is. But anyway, back to the action where Gon is about to have his fucking legs cut off, and he's like, bring it, fool. Gon is like, nah, don't do that. Let's find another way, yeah? 
And the sideline, including Hasaka, laughs, which is unsettling. It, it, it is weird. Give up. Just give up. I'm going to cut your legs off. And Gon's like, why don't we just like do it another way? <laughs> and the entire room is like, oh, this kid is weird, man. Gon then points out to Hanzo, brother of Genji, that if he cuts off his legs, he will bleed to death and be disqualified anyway. So he can't do that. Kilowatt then questions what the fuck is happening. The situation hasn't changed. Gon's arm is still broken, but everyone is like super chill around them. And a few moments ago, they were like, Eek, he's going to have no legs. But Gon's words, the way he wants to change the way the battle is, has made everything lighter and fun. They're basically like, Kilowatt is a mad kid who might have Asperger's, I think is what this is supposed to be talking about. Hanzo then puts his sword on Gon's forehead and a little blood comes out, which is gross. Gon then says, seemingly out of nowhere, that he wants to see his dad. And that's his motivation here, why he won't give up. His dad is a hunter, and if he gives up, he won't be able to see him, so he never will. At which point, Hanzo is like, ugh, fine, I surrender and you win. And Gon is a hunter! Gon still then refuses to accept, <laughs> and he doesn't want to win this way, and he keeps pestering Hanzo about his decision, about how the fight ended, and just like out of annoyance, Hanzo punches Gon in the face and makes him unconscious. Gon is the first applicant to pass the 287th Hunter exam. Way to go, Gon. Way to lose that fight, but also win it. And then a wild Japanese narrator slash, you know, OG version of the narrator appears. And I'm not going to do the voice again because it is obviously a racist. But the wavy voice will be back next episode. Just understand that. And Gon wins the round is what the OG narrator says. And the tournament has only just begun. God, my singing only gets better. And with that, our journey into the OG subtitled version in the 19th episode is over. And I think like I've been alluding to this entire time, if I had started watching it this way, I would have kept going with it. I like it better. It is better. I think it's better. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's as warm and comfy as I need it to be. So next episode, I think I will be going back to the English dub on HBO Max. And I will come back to Netflix to figure out the things that are in the transfer subtitled and incorrectly done uh, if I want to. Like if I just feel like I need to know what's happening for a subtitle, I'll just go to Netflix, check it, and then go back to HBO Max. Because I'm used to the dub version. And that's the way it goes. Best of both worlds. Anyway, thank you very much for hanging out with me on this day of days. For Hunter Hunter episode 19, we'll be back for 2-0, getting to number 20. Big time stuff. Later days. Play the song!
Hey, uh... Well, I think my debut went well. I, but, you know, if you've stuck around this long and think you deserve... Just, like, a bit more information about me, uh... Uh, he couldn't remember my name. <laughs> I've just been living under his desk for a decade, but <laughs> okay. Doesn't know my name. That's fine. I am Grout. It's like Groot, but less cute. And like the stuff that you find near mold. Because I'm dark. I'm a demon. Uh, if you, if you want to get into it. If you want to get into it. I am uh, the Comptroller in Hell. I am Hell's Accountant, okay? I love a few things. I love number one, numbers, okay? Number two, torturing evil people. And number three, again, numbers. Really into numbers. Uh, and I know that someone who likes numbers, who, you know, this is going to take... Anyway... This is the Grout Accounting Podcast, where a demon talks about uh, just like good general accounting practices. And on the first episode is balance sheets, and I will be talking about them next time. Uh, thank you just so much for listening. Fuck Ryan, that dude sucks. James is the best guy on this podcast by far. Uh, yep, Chad's third, Ryan's second. Fuck Chad. Anyway, love you guys. See you next time.